Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Here we say thank you. In Jesus' name we've worshipped. Hallelujah! Can we just give God a round of applause, please? Can we just give God a round of applause? Can we thank God like we know that the last four months of this year has something for us? Can we thank God like we know that there is an abundance that's coming to us in this season? Y'all don't look like it, but it's okay, it's okay. We bless you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Um, please remain standing. Um, we're going to really pray really quickly. So Haggai 2 verse 9 says, The temple is going to end up far better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness. Decree of God of the angel armies. So this is what God says. That he says that the temple, so you, put your name there. You are going to end up far better than it started you are going to end up far better than it started a glorious beginning but an even glorious finish so i begin to decree over you based on the what the word has said that although yes you started good and for some that started badly that the year 2022 you will have a glorious finish in the name of jesus that everything that the lord has started he would complete in your life i pray over this year that there will be no unfinished testimony there will be no unfinished story As the Lord writes your story, he will finish it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. All right, now you may be seated. All right, cool. Um, Hi, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. All right. um, My name is Abby Abodarin. I know, sadly, you guys, you guys are stuck with me today. It's not Dara Lolade, but it's me. And I thank God so much for the opportunity to speak and just share what God has for you today, to share my heart with you guys today. Um, I serve and I worship in this house, and I'm so grateful for that. Can we just give it up for all our leadership team, our board? Let's just thank God. Thank you so much for all of the word that you guys bring every single Sunday. May the Lord just continue to use you more tremendously in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so I got about 15 minutes, and we're going to make this very quick. Um, so while preparing for today, I just began to just think through. We had conference emerge. Um, we had our testimony series last, um, last month. Wow, it's already September. Um, and just thinking about conference, it was like a lot of us saw ourselves in places that we've never been before. A lot of us prayed like we've never prayed before. A lot of us sang and worshipped like we've never worshipped before. And it just was a glimpse of what our life is in God. And he was just showing it to us. And I was like, okay, what's next after this? Now I know I can pray for about three hours and not get tired. Now I know I can worship corporately and not get tired. Lord, what is next for us? And as the Lord just began to just show me more, he's like, corporately, it's beautiful, it's great, but what is our private worship? 
What is our private time with him dictating? What is our private time with him? What, what, what are we telling him? What is he showing to us? Because when we come corporately, the private fire is still needed. As the worship team sang so beautifully, every single Sunday they worship and they sing. But what makes the harmony so beautiful is when each part is able to sing so beautifully. So it's important that we understand, like, who, are, who am I in Christ? What is the spiritual reality that he wants me to be awakened to? We saw it here through conference, but let's be you go back to the same old job that you probably hate. You go back to the same old degree that you're like, God, it's you that brought me here, but sure, it's a little hard. But what does life look like? Um, so my sermon topic today is life, life in, live in full effect life. Live in full effect life. And anchor scripture is John 3 from verse 1, 8 to 7. And I'm not going to read too much about it. But um, it says, now there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So one, he recognized that this teacher... Mind you, Nicodemus was one of the ruler of the Jews. So when he came to um, the people at that time, he one was like a probably like a priest or, or or like a teacher or one of like the high people. And then even in that, he was also selected to be one of the ruler of the Jews at that time. And even with all the accolades that he had, he had to recognize that this man, Jesus, you are a teacher. This man, Jesus, you are doing things that I have read about, but let's be real, I have never seen it to this extent. There's a couple people here who are like, God, I've read about you, but let's be real. I haven't seen you in the real validity of who you are in that extent that we saw at Emerge. So what is it? What is more? So what um, Nicodemus does is that like he leaves everything behind. He comes at night to come and sit with Jesus. He comes at night to be like, okay, I got some questions for you. And it's funny to say this is someone that knows the entire world. This is someone that's read. People have questions. They come to him to ask him. But he's like, this one is a little bit different. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, it's okay. I know everything, but I want to go and reach for someone who knows it more. So he then says, Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? How can I be born again when I have been serving in church? How can I be born again when I was already born into a Christian family, into a Christian community? What are you trying to say? I have all of these things, but you want me to be born again. I'm already old. Like, I, I don't have time for that. But he's saying, Jesus answered him and says, truly, truly, I say to you, when God says truly, truly, he's like, just this an emphasis here. Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Unless one is born of water and the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So what are we trying to say here is that the kingdom of God, there is some kind of like, there's a way that you have to enter in that you can't be the same you were before. And it says being of born of water and the spirit. And during my study, I realized born of water and the spirit is the work of the Holy Spirit. To be born of water means that you are cleansed. And to be born of the spirit means that you are regenerated. 
So for you to be born again, it's not necessarily like everything that you have been facing looks new or everything that you have been facing, like you're completely, everything is just different. But it's that like your spirit is born again. You are able to live the life that God has called you to do. So what happens in that process of being born again is that we are dead to sin and now we can live again in full life of God. So to live in full effect is that you understand that the spiritual realm and everything that's happening in the spirit, I have to be able to tap into it because it happens there first before it happens here on earth. We cannot just allow and just move on with life and just think that, okay, yeah, oh, it happened. Oh, it's just a coincidence. Oops, I planned that so it happened that way. I had this goal so it happened that way. Yes, your goals are valid and yes, everything is valid. But let me let you know the secret is when it happens in the spiritual realm. The secret is that you can go and pray, you can go and study your word and you claim it's there first before it happens here. One thing I'm beginning to learn and understand, if anything catches me by surprise, that means I wasn't paying attention enough. If you have to go to your job on Monday morning and they tell you you're fired, something was wrong with you. Are you trying to tell me that you did not listen out for God to reveal it to you? And that's like the secret that I think God has, God has given us as his children is that other people who are not born again, who are not regenerated, they don't have that kind of access. So things will happen. Even COVID-19, when it happened, I remember now where I'm beginning to hear that a lot of prophets, they knew that it was going to happen. They just didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but they knew that it was going to happen. So that's what God does. He reveals things to his children. So even as we're sharing, even as we're communicating, it's important to understand that don't just say, oh yeah, I'm already born again, but is your spirit born? Are you born of the spirit? It says flesh communicates to flesh, but spirit communicates to um, spirit. If all that is being communicated to is fleshly things, if all that is being communicated to you is what, the, is what your situation around you is telling you, what your emotions around are telling you, then you have to check, is my spirit born again? And if my spirit is born again, okay, how am I able to walk in that dimension? How am I able to walk in that space that I understand? I'm able to key into what's happening. Like I said before, it happens there before it happens here. An example, we understand that God was created, God is the alpha and the omega. The one who created time itself. And the one who stands outside of time. So I serve this God, I serve this king who understands every single thing from the beginning to end and from the end to the beginning. I will be very, very... I'll be very, it'll be, it'll be very weird for me if I don't go and meet with him and sit down with him to understand what is it that you're saying about me? What is it that you're saying about me in this generation? What is it that you're saying about my calling? What have you placed inside of me? A lot of times what we try to do is we try to disco- discover and experience things like, oh, okay, it's not that. I get that there's a place for that, but it's the place of you sitting down the way Nicodemus did. He sat down with Jesus and he was like, please, can you break it down for me? I don't have any time left. So we understand that we have to be born again. So I think in verse 7, it says, Do not marvel that I have said to you, you must be born again. Do not be scared that I have said to you, you must be born again. For the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So the first thing that we need to understand when it comes to the things of the Spirit, that you have to have faith. The same way the wind is blowing, I was just thinking about it, the same way I am not in the medical field, but I'm sure I have about so many systems within my body that's helping me to pump blood, helping me to breathe. I don't see it, but I know it's working. The same way it is with the things of the spirit, that the funny thing is that if you are not paying attention, there are beings, there are principles that are paying attention to what's happening to you. So the best thing that we need to understand, we have to be awakened to these things that are happening. 
Yes, conference happened. Yes, I was able to speak in tongues. Yes, I was able to do all of this amazing. I even saw the glory of God. I saw heaven. It was so beautiful. It was so magnificent. I went back to my daily life. So we are called to live in full effect. How can I bring what I experience in this place, in this sanctuary, in this temple, and make sure it impacts every day of my life? We have to have faith. We have, into, we have to key into the finished work of Christ. We have to understand that, you know what? I am a spirit being and I'm not going to be caught on. I'm not going to be caught on aware of what's happening. So one is faith. Faith, faith, faith. And one of the things that always is very funny for us as young people is that sometimes we now begin to request things of God with no track record. So let's talk about Abraham. Abraham, after knowing God for something years, he had been faithfully serving God. And even the first time he encountered God, God was like, I'm going to multiply you. And he had to wait a couple more years because he was building a track record with him. So it's important that we know that, hey, the thing about God is that he loves everybody, but he doesn't trust anybody. You have to build track record. And what's track record? Your track record is your track time. How much time am I spending in the secret place? I understand there is a place of you spending 10 minutes with God and going about your day. But you know that you have to carve out time to practice. In the physical realm, before we take any exam, how much studying do you have to put into that? And if we understand that life itself is an exam. Everything that we need to understand is already in the word of God. It's already with God. So how am I sitting down to make sure that I am marking time? I know we say, oh, yeah, you don't want to just do it for doing sake. But sometimes it has to start like that. We're like, you know what, God, I'm going to spend one hour with you. Okay, it's, it's 45 minutes. But you still have to stay there and build your track record with him. You still have to stay there and make sure that the finished work of Christ is being, you're able to understand, move into what is happening in the spiritual realm based on your faith. Another point is that we have to have identity. Who and whose you are and what you carry is so important. In an age where there's so much social media, it's funny that everything on our, our phone dictates who we are more than who God has called us to be. I think I love it how now everyone is taking a social media fast because they are realizing that all of the information you take in, knowingly or unknowingly, actually builds who you are. The Bible says, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So every single thing that we're taking in, whether you are around people, you're around your friends, you're around your family, unconsciously is building you from the inside out. So I ask you, what do you want to build you? Do you want to have the one who already created you to be the one that gives you identity? Or do you rather have everything below here, everything down here, be the one that's dictating who you are? So when it comes to operating in the spiritual or when it comes to accessing what God has placed up there, we have to understand you just don't go there anyhow. You have to have an identity. You have to know whose you are. So the Bible says that we are the sons of God. We call on to him, Abba, Father. To me, that means that I have access to whatever my father has access to. And I am a, I'm an heir. I'm able to, I am raised together with Christ Jesus. I'm seated with him. That means whatever I need for this timeline, whatever I need in the next 2023, the next 2025, I am able to access because I am a son of God. So sonship gives you access. Sonship makes you recognize, that this is who I am. Imagine going to, um, like let's say you order something and you have to pick it up and they call somebody else's name. You know that's not for you. But when they call your name, you know, okay, this is my identity. I can claim it. 
So when we understand who we are, our identity, we know that, hey, I can pick this up because it has my name on it. I can pick this up because I know that not only does it have my name on it, I know that this is from God. I have discerned that this is not from anything else but from God. So we also need to understand another thing, going back to who you are. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, I'd like, I'd like us to read it together. 1 Peter 2 9, if it's on the screen. Um, it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm going to read that one again. Is it on the screen now? All right, let's read it together. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. I'm going to read that one again. I really like you, mean it, because this is your identity. Yeah, we're stumbling on that one a little bit. But that is like our template that this is who you are. You are a chosen race. So even before you were born, even before eternity began, you were already chosen. It now says you are a royal priesthood. And royal means that you are king and you are priest at the same time. In the Old Testament, we always had somebody who was king and we always had somebody who was priest. But in this new time that you are the both of them. And while I was studying, there was a word that God had for someone, and I just have to share it. In the book of 1 Chronicles 4, verse 9 to 10, it's a story of Jabez. And this was a man that was basically born in pain. And Jabez was more honorable, and I put here, respectful than his brothers. That means he had it all, more than his brothers. And his mother called him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he had asked. So what Jabez did here was that he was able to exercise his place as a priest and as a king. He's like, you know what, God, I know this has been the identity that I have been called before, but Lord, please change things around. How many of us know that what we have been called sometimes begins to bear fruit in our lives? So he knew that before I be, I know they say I'm, I know they say I'm honored, but I know they say I'm respectable, respectable, but there's more that you have for me. I know everything is going really well. I have the good job. I have everything going for me, but there is still something that I just can't put my finger on it and it's my name, but Lord changed my identity. And immediately he prayed, God answered. Going back to what we were saying before, he knew that this was, this had his name on it and he needed a change and God was able to change that for him. So I begin to pray for us right in this moment that in anything, in any way that you're experiencing pain, you're experiencing hurt, you're experiencing any kind of devastation, that the Lord will begin to change it for around in the name of Jesus. And the Lord would grant that which you ask and that which you need in Jesus' name. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences, the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So that means that when I show up, I show up on behalf of God. God is in heaven. He can't come here and do anything. But when I show up in any situation, I show up at my job, I show up in my family, I am showing up on behalf of God. I'm showing up as an ambassador because I'm able to now show forth the 
excellence of him who have called me out of darkness. And I feel like a lot of what we do is that we've been called out of darkness, but for some reason we're still flirting with darkness. So we cannot represent what God has called us to do. So we have this identity, we, we are saved, but there's still so much that we need to come and be able to do. We have to proclaim the excellence of what God has called us to be. So ask yourself, am I proclaiming his praises in my life? That's a heavy thing, the excellency of God. The excellency of who God, God Almighty, am I proclaiming him in every single thing that I do? The Bible says in 2 Peter verse 1 and to 10, it says, verse 1 and 10, Therefore, believers, be all the more diligently to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. So you've already been called and confirmed, but how is our behavior, how is our life reflecting that? How are we living in full effect? Not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays. How is every area around me? Because I am born of the Spirit. How am I able to show that from that space? For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. That's a whole other topic on its own. And the third thing too I have is that how are we able to live a life in full effect is a mindset shift. The man is a control tower of our life. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever I have in my mind, I am able to birth forth. Whatever I have in my mind, I'm able to birth forth. Whoever I think I am in my mind, that is where I operate from. If the devil can defeat you in your mind, he has defeated you everywhere else. And this is a little tricky to say, but I know a lot of people who are dealing with anxiety or depression. It's for those that are not clinical, it's like every single time we're dealing with this, the enemy is trying to attack your mind. And when he succeeds there, it's hard for you to become born of the spirit. It's hard for you to be operating from the spiritual space. So we need that our minds, be, our, our minds need to be fruitful to actualize who we are in Christ. So this is your identity. But the thing about our mind is that imagine if you take a shower and you put on dirty clothes again. So we're born again. We can live in the spirit. We can but for some reason, I'm not able to walk in the fullness of who that is because your mind has limited you. We see Elijah in the book of um, 1 Samuel. This was somebody that prayed for the rain to stop. He was able to control weather conditions. And we, let's, maybe you know Elijah. Was Elijah, everyone knows about Elijah. But Gideon was able to pray while they were fighting a battle. Gideon was a man who was basically a warrior. And he literally prayed that the sun would stand still. In what way have you taken your authority in your family to pray that things will begin to happen on behalf of where you are? The truth is that we can ask our leaders to pray for us, but because you are represented there, God is calling you to do something there. So we have to be sure that we're able to operate from that space. It's like, God, have my mind to shift. I can't be, I can't be called a king, but I'm living like a slave. That's a protocol song right there. This is who I am and this is who I have. But because my mind hasn't been developed, I'm able to, I'm sunk, I'm stuck in this place. That I see these things, but for some reason, my mind has kept me in shackles. I can't move forward to accomplish it. God shows you these things, but before you know it, the enemy comes and he takes them right, after, right from your hand. During conference, we prayed for capacity. 
And I know we're expecting that, like, maybe you wake up and you just see, like, a huge tub in your, in your dream or whatever. But capacity means that you're building it through knowledge. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1 that grace and peace be added through the knowledge of our son, Jesus Christ. You need knowledge to expand your capacity. To shift your mind, to be transformed, you need the knowledge of who God is. It's not because it sounds so deep. Yes, that's good. But who do you know God is? The one who the entire world is created by. Who do you know him to be? When we know who God is, not just because not that we open our Bible to read about ourselves, but we read about who God is, it makes us move differently. A lot of times we go to our quiet time and we're like, oh God, give me a word. What's the word for me? What's the word for this season? And can I share that that's probably not the best way to go about it? The Bible doesn't have your name on it. It's literally a book about God. So how do we open the word of God and how do we go and say, you know what, God, I want to learn about who you were. Who you were in the, in the beginning and who you are also in it and how can you now also become that same person for me? I heard this saying that we become what we behold. So a lot of times ask yourself, what, are, what do I keep beholding? Because unconsciously, if you're always scrolling on Instagram, if you're always watching a movie or just doing all of this, is they themselves, they are not bad. But when they become the entirety of who we are, we have to begin to question what effect they have on our lives. So we have to be able to study the word. The word is about, is about who God is. And also the word is not just through the written word of God, but what is the prophecy that went forth? What do you discover in your personal time? The thing about prophetic words that come from people is that when you get a prophetic word, it doesn't just end there. You have to stir it up. That's how it begins to take, it begins to take relevance in the spirit realm. Because it went forth, yeah, it's, yeah oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Okay, I get that, but the enemy also heard it. So how do I also become the person that accesses it? Who you become is what you behold. What you become is what is who you behold. So how do I become that person that's able to access the prophetic one that goes ahead of me? And how am I able to become that person? In John 1 verse 4, he said, the word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. I began to ask myself, how has the word become flesh in my life? How has the word become real? We learn about God every single Sunday, but begin to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please make you real in my life. I want to be able to be awakened to what's happening up here. Make you real in my life. So I have written down here, the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. I read this before, it's from 2 Peter 1 verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You have everything to live in full effect. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. We have everything available. Everything that you keep praying for and asking for. What if it was already delivered to you? But for some reason you just can't see it. I'm not done yet but I just want to just pray that Lord please open my eyes to the realities of who you are. Just pray that prayer. Lord, open my eyes to the realities of heaven. Open my eyes to the realities of your glory. I don't just want to get goosebumps when I'm in services and when, the, when everything is on blast, when the lights are on, the music are on. But Lord, open my eyes to the realities of who you are. I, I have put a limit on how you can move, but Lord, please break every boundaries. As we speak tonight, Lord, please, Lord, change my mindset. 
In any way I've been operating from a place of lack, from a place of fear, from a place of being inadequate or less than, Lord, please, Lord, elevate me because I know who you have called me to be. I just need to be able to move in that. In Jesus' name. The last point I have is that the thing about the spiritual realm, and I know we don't really like this one, it's that it costs something. It costs something. Jesus, um, God gave his only son so that all might live. God gave his only son that because we were dead in sin, he had to give, he had to give his most prized possession for us. And that was how we are able to also now walk. That's how we now have access to these things. But even with access, it costs to operate. It costs something for you to be able to full, move in the full manifestation of what it is. Sacrifice shows not the size of what we are sacrificing, but that we love God more than anything. It's not how much we put in our bank accounts, but it's cost, so you have to lose who you are. It's cost, so we have to lose who we are. You can't say you want to be a son of God, you want to be a holy priest, but at the same time, you want to hold on to your own personal ambitions and your own intellect. And the funny thing I'm beginning to learn is that even how God is just so wonderful is that there are times that he would call you to operate in the thing that you are deficient in. You can't say, God, okay, you've given me this skill and you've given me this talent, so this is the only, this is the only thing I'm going to do. Like, you've called me to sing. That's all I'm going to do. Like, nothing else. And he's like, okay, I want you to also become a prophet to the nations. And you're like, no, God. It, it just can't be. I've, I've, I've mastered this, uh, this skill of singing. I've mastered this skill of being able to minister to your people. Why do you want me to leave what I already know to go and do something that I do not know? That is why we have to lose who we are. That, Lord, whatever and however you would have me move and whatever you would need me to do in whatever season, Lord, I am fully obedient to that. That's even a glamorous example. But what if he says, you know what, I want you to leave the stage and go serve at the back. Or don't minister for a whole year. <laughs> I know you've developed your gifts in. You're so good. They call you the, the accolades are so much. But just give it up for a year. But we need to be able to come to that place in the spirit realm. It's going to cost us something. So we have to lose ourselves. Because God will continue to demand things from you. Going back to track record, just like Abraham. Every single time, leave your family. Every single time, do this, do that. God, every time. That's the price you have to pay. That's the price he had to pay for, for him to become a father of many nations. He's not alive today, but we are able to that we are the daughters and the sons of Abraham. As human, as human beings, our emotions fluctuate. If the way that we loved God at the beginning of our walk with God is the same that we are now, we have to be able to watch ourselves. If when you were three years old, you're still operating in the same thinking, in the same way, and now you are 20-something, it's the same way it is in, in, the spirit, in, in, in the realm of the spirit. I know you love God. I love God too. But if the, my love remains the same way it was when I first gave my life to Christ, 
then I'm still holding on to a couple of things. So I pray that as we're speaking to that, the Lord will just begin to open your mind to what are the things that you need to lose. What is that thing that you need to give up? That way you can be able to hold on to him like never before. So when it comes to losing something, I just began to think about um, the stock market. Is that you, we know it's very volatile, but people who do invest, you're like, you know what, I'm still going to put my money in here. And you're like, you know what, it's okay. I'm going to, I'm, I'm literally like, I have to have a stake in this. That's what you do when you, when, you, when you invest. So when it comes to the things of God, is that you have to give? Is that you have to be disciplined? You have to put some kind of stake on one to, onto what you are trying to ask for. The same way you have to grow in, in, in high school, you have to be in one grade versus another one before you're able to enter into college. The same thing in the realm of the spirit. You have to be at a certain level to be able to operate in what God has for you. So maybe in one season, you've just learned how to pray so well. Your tongues are basically the tongues of fire that came down in Acts 2. But God is saying, okay, I know you know how to pray, but I want you to pay the price here in regards to your discipline. I know you know how to pray, but I want you to pay the price in regards to you studying my word. I know you know how to pray, but I want you to be able to pay the price in regards to you paying the cost of going to school. I want you to be able to learn your craft. So sometimes when it comes to the cost, when it, when it comes to us paying a sacrifice, it's not just when it comes to oh, praying and reading the word, but there are times that God will begin to ask you to give something here. Give up your time to pray here. You used to pray at 2 p.m. before, but maybe you should begin to pray at 2 a.m. now and pray for maybe about four hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. And you're like, because it's like, you did it during um, Emerge, right? So it's like, okay, now, like, pray for four hours. And you're like, oh, Lord. That was there. Like, I don't know, the anointing upon this house is just so different. I can only pray. And the God Church is not open at 2 a.m., so I can't even help you, God. But he's asking you, pay the price. Pay the price. You want to access this person. This is who you are. This is your identity. You have shifted your mind. But before you, you can be able to become this person or become that person, you have to pay the price of probably going to school. God has called you to become the president of a company of a nation. Do you know the requirements to get there? Just because you pray, there's somebody that will go open the door for you and, hey, sit in the White House. Like, you deserve it. There's a place for prayer, but there's also a place for practice. There's a place for dedication. There's a place of doing what God wants you to do, being obedient till the end. It's going to cost something. It's going to cost you. What is my Isaac? You gave me this thing, but you want it back? What is that thing? What is that thing? So, conference, what happens after we emerge? We have to go back to our lives and live in full effect. Full effect, understand that this is who God has called us to be. This is the prophecy over my life. But as somebody would say, just, don't just leave it on the shirt that you wore to conference. Pick it up and do something with it. Enroll for that class. Spend some more time doing this. Go talk to that friend that God has been telling you to talk to. You want to be a prophet to nations, but you cannot talk to the person right next to you. 
you want to be able to deliver your family from, from uh, you want to be able to provide, um, deliver them from poverty or whatever it is they're going through, but you can't save and budget. So the same way that it is in this, in, in, um, here on earth, we have to be able to move this in the spiritual realm. So how I see it as a partnership with God and a partnership with men. But you can't just say, hey, I'm going to do this up here. But everything down here, you, you just neglect. You have to be able to understand. I was saying before, if anything catches you by surprise, check yourself. Come to the points where God is always speaking. But come to the points where like, you, you know what's about to happen. Like put, put that expectation in your walk with God. He's always speaking. He's speaking to us right now. But are we listening to him? Put the expectation, you know what, God, I'm going to spend time with you to the point that I know what's going to happen. That I'm able to see things from where I am right now. And I'm able to walk in it in the spiritual realm. I ask myself sometimes, like, before I begin to go into the job, have I, seen, have I been able to see that and walk in it in that space? And I know it sounds so mythical, but it goes back to having faith. It goes back to having faith. Believe in what God is saying. Believe in his promises. We are already the sons of God, but we need faith to access all of these things. All heads bow. Um, I do have a couple prayer points for us to pray, but if there's, when it comes to living in full effect, when it comes to accessing um, the things of God, just like what Jesus had told the man, Nicodemus, who was well read in everything about the word, he was like, you have to be born again. You have to be born again. You have to have a cleansing happen. You have to be regenerated. You have to be reborn in your spirit. And then you can be able to do every single thing that we just talked about this morning. So if you would like to give your life to God, if you would like to just rededicate yourself to him. I know conference happened and you moved like you never thought you did before. But in your heart of heart, you know that there has been a disconnect. Please, can you just lift up your hand? Uh, everything that we've been talking about, like you, your mindset has not been what it needs to be, but you need that for there to be a regeneration. Just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. Um, please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, Take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways of thinking and help me to change into the person that you would have me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just all rise? If you did give your life to Christ, please just raise your hand and the usher at the back will meet you. Can we just all rise? We're going to pray. just begin to pray that lord i want my spirit to connect with your spirits 
that I have been saved, but for some reason it has just been a disconnect in how I think about you. Now, Lord, just please, oh God, reframe my thinking. There have been thoughts of insecurity, thoughts of lack, thoughts of being less than that. Lord, please, oh God, cleanse my mind. Rebuild me in the name of Jesus. So the prayer points is that, Lord, let the word of the Lord consume my heart and my life in the name of Jesus. Begin to turn that into a prayer. Lord, let your word consume my heart, consume my life. I need to grow in this season. There needs to be a sense of spiritual maturity among our people, among our generation. That Lord, I'm tired of being at this level, Lord. I'm tired of just touching it and just trying to reach for it. But Lord, I want to grab and lay hold of what you have for me. I want to grab and lay hold of that dimension of you. You are the well that never runs dry. Lord, I begin to speak to over every barren land, over every barren mind that Lord, that the water of the Lord begins to go there and begins to bring an abundance of rain in the name of Jesus. Cause there to be a shift in my mind. Holy Spirit, I need you. Pray that prayer. Holy Spirit, I need you, Lord. Make yourself real in my life in the name of Jesus. I want to proclaim the excellence of who you have called me to be. The word became flesh and lived among us. I need your word to become flesh. I need your word to become real in the name of Jesus. I want to be an example for my family. I want to be an example for my generation in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, oh God, for how you're moving. I thank you, oh God, for the heights that we are scaling in our spiritual walk with you in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that even though we have been successful in the eyes of man, that Lord, as we have heard your word, oh God, help us, oh God, to grow in the spirit. I begin to pray that there will be such an urgency in your heart. There will be an urgency in your spirit to go and study, to go and hear what he says about you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.